Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, and this week I am delighted to be joined by a new voice to EG LSM, that of Evelina Grichenko, the latest addition to our reporting team. Not only that, we have the always delightful Piers Weiner to share his wisdom. Great to speak to you both. Um, so let's start with Evelina. Maybe you can tell our, our regular listeners a little bit about yourself uh, and what you're going to be covering here at EG. Yeah, sure. Of course. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to meet you all. Uh, yeah, I've been there for three weeks, uh, which I think it's a decent time already to say something about how <laughs> my feeling uh, about my new role. I will be covering North and uh, very excited about covering Clive Sciences, too. So, uh, yeah, uh, first of all, uh, I'll talk about the North. So for the North, uh, uh, I, I will be moving here next year, actually. So it mm -hmm. makes it even more exciting. Uh, I think the uh, redevelopment in this region has started uh, a few years ago, and uh, it's been really exciting to see how the city is changing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's going to be my main coverage to tell the readers uh, how the, the cities in the north are changing and uh, what are we going to uh, see here, which new buildings are going to come up, uh, which companies are going to move to the north. As we've seen over the past few weeks, the civil services are moving to the north, Grand Thornton mm. is moving to the north. Uh, actually, today we had a story that SAP is moving to the north. So, you know... There are big moves in the north, and I'm really looking forward to attract more audience to this region and like kind of take the focus from London to the north. Because, you know, <laughs> Sounds good. You'll yeah. be all over levelling up. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's cool. been too much happening in London. Like, come on, people, let's see what's happening in regions and somewhere else. And you're going to be based for work in Manchester, is that right? No, that's going to be Liverpool. Oh, right, okay. You're, you're going to be based in Liverpool. Okay, good. Uh, lovely city. It's where my, my uh, wife's family is from. Um, so uh, do, you, do you have a preference yet? Will you be uh, red or blue when you get to Liverpool? Uh, I'm not <laughs> answering those provocative <laughs> questions. <laughs> Very well. Makes sense. You don't want to make any enemies this early on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what have you been covering in your first couple of weeks? Have they been nice and busy? Yeah, they've been nice and busy. I actually started with the life sciences sector because it was uh, more easy to get in touch with people because mm. life sciences uh, is based mostly in London, in Oxford, in Cambridge and Milton Keynes. They call it the Golden Triangle. Mm. So, yeah, we met um, Emma mm, Gold. Goodfield uh, from uh, Knight Frank. So uh, we met virtually, unfortunately. We had a conversation about the uh, new appointment. So they're expanding their team. Uh, they are auditing new people. Uh, I'll say more professional people because uh, the guy they audit, uh, he's from uh, Oxford Science Park. Uh, so it, it's really nice uh, to see how the companies are developing in this sector because, uh, again, I've talked to other guys from uh, the other companies, Savills, and uh, they said that uh, they have been working in this industry for quite a while and they didn't really see competition there. And now they are quite happy to see that uh, other estate agents are also attracting people in the know to the sector and yeah they're actually ready to compete. Mm -hmm. 
Sounds good. And uh, another thing I saw that you, you wrote in this week's magazine, you, you mentioned Grant Thornton earlier on, and you've been talking to their managing partner for the Northwest about their uh, future office plans uh, up in that region. So, so what did he have to tell you this week? Yeah, I met with Carl Williamson. Uh, it was very interesting to talk to him because uh, I, I didn't speak to uh, someone from uh, the consulting industry before. And mm. uh, yeah, he was very easygoing. He told me about uh, the move of the company to the north and uh, why are they planning to take uh, actually more small offices rather than have a couple of huge hubs. Uh, mm. I thought that's a really interesting move because uh, they said uh, that before the pandemic they were thinking of getting a bigger office than they had and you know they had like a three-story office and uh, yeah he told me that uh, sometimes they didn't even see each other because they were based in different <laughs> floors. Mm. And now they are all based on the same floor. So uh, instead of uh, sizing up, they size down by half, mm -hmm. which is pretty decent. But there's still plenty of space for everyone. They even expanded their launch space so they can chill out, have some free time. Uh, so yeah, it's really uh, looking that uh, big companies are moving to the offices, which are as they say, a great, which are mm. uh, really stunning. They've got nice views. They've got even some outdoor space, you know, in the balconies and uh, mm. roof gardens. Uh, and that's how the hybrid working is changing the uh, pe people's needs, I'll say, because no one wants to come to office, which doesn't look great. So we're noticing that uh, ev every person wants to see something uh really comfortable in the office because we all set up our working space at home in the way that it's the most comfortable for us and we know whereas everything we can get like a coffee in the kitchen because it's nearby so when going to the office people are expecting to see the same uh comfortable uh level so they can still work in the environment that they used to and obviously commute was important because um Carl told me that they were looking to some offices which were outside of business district and at the end they were voted down because uh, they realized the commute is very important for people. Not everyone is going to work by car so uh, they don't have a parking space and instead they decided to have a base near the station so people can commute. And it also makes uh, it better for the environment as well if we use the public transport instead of cars. So. Yeah, something looking towards the ESG, uh, this point became really important for the companies because uh, I'll tell you about the other story uh, I've done. It's Corp headquarters. So uh, they're also giving a part of their building. They're giving the top floors. It's a uh, um, 9 to 14 floor that they're giving out. And uh, uh, they're managed by Avison Young. So mm -hmm. I spoke to uh, the man, uh, one of the office guys from Avison Young, and he told me that uh, the co-op is really focused on ESG. And uh, although they're considering everyone uh, to welcome their headquarters at the free space, uh, they will be looking for the company which is uh, also valuing the ESG and like they will have the similar culture because it will uh, be very difficult to have two companies based uh, like in the same office and one of them being like really green and the other one will be like like 
don't care about the recycling, mm. you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, ESG yeah, those... is a typical flatmates, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> as Piers, I'm sure, would, would confirm, ESG is a term that you'll hear an awful lot about. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the main trends that I've learned, yeah. So the uh, people in life sciences are expanding their teams uh, with uh, people with knowledge in the industry. And then in the north, the companies are looking for the good offices to make their people, uh, as Carl said, proud of the uh, the space where they're working. So they will be happy to tell about it. And then, yeah, people are looking to uh, like collaborate on the uh, uh, to to care about the environment, mm -hmm. yeah, and the ecosystem. Okay, sounds like plenty to uh, to keep you busy with uh, as we head into 2022. To be handed those two patches is that's enormous for somebody. You know, you, you've done three weeks and you've now got a year ahead of you with two of the most incredibly active patches in the whole industry, haven't you? Like everything that's happening in the north and also life sciences. Um, one of the companies that I've been looking at recently, which is Life Science Read. If you're going to set up a read, make sure you name it after an entire sector of the industry that's <laughs> stem props taken industrials life science we, we've got home as well haven't we um but yeah they're they're buying something every day we saw this week which is kind of extraordinary isn't it i mean you're probably all over that the reason they're buying everything now is because there is a lack of space i've talked to some guys in the industry and they said that it's literally impossible to have a lab in london so all that we have is like in oxford cambridge and milton keynes and these spaces are twice as expensive as any other offices in the city so i think that life sciences read is just like rushing to buy all of them and at some point when they're gonna cash out they're gonna be like FTSE 100 company. <laughs> yeah. And they've got some considerable firepower as well. The, the personnel that they've got on their team is really quite experienced and interesting. Um, that's your... I, I, I don't need to stop talking about other people's patches. <laughs> yeah, Piers. So, so we'll turn to turn to, to part of your patch. So so what has the, the mainstream media been... Uh, how has that been approaching the, the, the wonderful world of property this week? And, and have you had a lot to dig into on your bright and early mornings? <laughs> uh, well, they've been getting darker. They've been getting darker. For those of you who don't wake up at ridiculous hour o'clock, it's 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 darker for longer, um, which is decidedly grim. Now that uh, I I finish filing for the the AM bulletin and it's still night, that feels wrong. Um, but there's been a real feeling, I think, maybe as we get towards the end of the year, of chickens coming home to roost. It's been one of those weeks. Um, I think over in China, you've seen Evergrande and, and Kesa, who, who have been sort of um, on the on the verge of default for months now, and now they're, they're officially defaulting, um, which is... It, it kind of seems, I, I know there's a bit of an attitude that it's something happening over there and it's a little mm. bit tangential, but it's... It, it's a pretty big butterfly flapping its wings. It really is, exactly, exactly. And that's that's the worry, is that if this can be contained, then fine, it's going to be a disaster for those companies. It's going to be um, quite an interesting opportunity for others. I mean, uh, Kesa, for example, is, is selling off an awful lot of, of its assets to um, to just try and pay off the bonds that it's got coming to you now. I mean, they they've got a problem that they've got more 
Evergrande's, it's the interest payments that keep coming up because they've got so many interest payments um, that they need to pay uh, on a regular basis. But with the case that they've got quite a few things maturing, which means they have to find more cash quicker. So even though they've got a smaller amount to pay off, nothing like the 300 billion that Evergrande's sitting on, um, they're having to, to find you know, half a billion quid now, um, which means that they're selling off everything at remarkably um, good good values for their rivals. Uh, but there's there's a, a, a piece that they sold on the old um, the old airport site in Hong Kong, um, Kai Tak Airport. Which if anybody ever went to Hong Kong back in the day, that was the airport where you had to fly down in between the tower blocks to land. <laughs> <laughs> which is always an interesting experience. Um, but yeah, they're, they're selling that off, and that was at a 20% discount, which is pretty huge. Uh, and even so, they're still unable to pay back their debts. So these, this is going to be a, a big problem. But the fact is that it's not going to be a big problem locally, because these are their international bonds that they're talking about. These are their dollar bonds. And once something starts unraveling there, it, it's not going to be long before it starts shifting across the entire world i think you're right it's it's a it's a pretty big butterfly and the other thing i mean look i could talk about bonds for hours nobody's <laughs> gonna be interested in that but the other thing that i, I thought was a a bit of a, a, a chicken coming home to roost but really pigeons is it pigeons that come home to roost or chickens i think chickens come home to roost they do don't they and, and you don't count them before they hatch so the, yeah the chickens that you don't count before they hatch are coming home to roost uh, uh, soft I don't know where they go in between. No, they're just flapping around. They're flapping like a big butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, too much caffeine. Um, <laughs> the the other thing I thought was interesting about bonds this week is um, WeWork. Uh, SoftBank has just sold off um, half a billion quid's worth of um, dollars worth of, of WeWork bonds. Uh, again, at a pretty hefty discount. I mean, this is like a, a 86, pence, 86 cents in the dollar that they're getting, which is a pretty big hit, considering this was a, a, a tranche of debt that they handed out um, less than two years ago. It was the end of 2019, wasn't it? That big 2.2 billion pound bailout. Um, so that's a, another thing that, that feels a little bit roosty. Um, and the other one is just what popped up at the end of this week was the um, the Downing Street flat refurbishment story, mm. which I'm sure everyone thought had gone away. And for a <laughs> hundred grand refurbishment, oh my God, the cost of that, <laughs> it's far more than a hundred grand. I mean, I, I kind of feel for Boris Johnson. He's just become a dad for the, was it 12th time? Unquantifiable. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, but... You know, just when you want to have a nice Christmas off with your new kid and have a lovely maybe, relaxing... Maybe a, maybe a couple of parties at home. Maybe a couple of parties or not parties, parties that, that aren't parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that's all coming back as well. Um, and, I'd and imagine there were, there were quite a few uh, headlines about, um, you know, the, the general dismay at uh, the, you know, the, the entertainment and leisure sectors over... Plan B and uh, all exactly. that kind of thing. Well, this is to follow the party that wasn't a party. This is the lockdown that isn't a lockdown. Um, <laughs> yes. Despite assurances that, that it, it, it's it's not a lockdown, it really is. I mean, for, for hospitality to be told, you know, it's all right, you can stay open, it'll be fine. But 
all of the people that were going to come to you now won't because they're mm. working from home again. I mean, it's just it, it's going to be incredibly difficult. And the Treasury has just leaked out that there won't be any more financing, any more funding or any more measures to help them out. So I think it's going to be really tough for what's meant to be a peak time for those sectors, for, for retail, um, hospitality. I, I think that's really tricky. And, and then, then we've got the, the working from home itself, which seems like, you know, this is the sequel that nobody wanted. This is the Christmas blockbuster we were really hoping wouldn't happen. Mm. Lockdown part four. Are we at four now? Something like that. I think. So yeah, those are the things that I've been I've been um, kind of interested in this week. Um, the other thing I think in in the magazine is the um, the the wonderful review of the year, mm. which is just fascinating. Look back at how much has happened this year. I was reading through it, and was that only this year? It feels like we've <laughs> squeezed in two years of news. Uh, we will be uh, we will be reviewing the year in our own in our own fashion on EG like uh, Sunday morning I'm sure in uh, either next week or or perhaps for a, a special episode so we'll, uh, I will be uh, quizzing Tim on on that re- review of the year he's the uh, review he's of the review of the year exactly the review of the review of the year um, but uh, Evelina has been warned uh, that this was coming uh, so appearing on EG like Sunday morning does come with an obligation to take part in the quiz of the week. Uh, which has become a bit of an institution. Um, so basically, uh, Evelina, it's a penalty shootout format. You each get three questions. If you score your penalty, you get a point and the most points wins. Um, would you like uh, to go first or second? I'll go first. You'll go first. I, I mm. like it. I like the confidence. So I've, <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone relatively easy on you. Um, these are so generally questions from from the EG news and uh, at the very end the EG diary page. So your first question, Evelina. Uh, we actually start with a pair of regeneration questions. Uh, mm-hmm. So plans for a seventeen thousand capacity arena in which city have been lodged this week? Do you know it's which city? It is Cardiff. One nil. Straight yes. in. Look at that. <laughs> There's no hesitation there. There's no dancing around the ball, was it? That was yeah, top Pierce is scared now, is it? Yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> terrified. That was oh. <laughs> okay. I've managed to miss doing the quiz so far. This is this is my first quiz too. This so. is your first quiz. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so the derelict Broadmar shopping centre piers uh, in yes. which city is set for a spectacular-looking revamp uh, based on images revealed this week? Oh, yes, this is the one where they're, they're going to keep bits of it, but just the frame. Mm, looks like it. And, and you can tell that I'm stalling for time while I just try to remember. <laughs> um, it's caves, there are caves. It's Nottingham. It's Nottingham. It is Nottingham. He's, he's dug it out. That one, that was more of a sort of uh, keeper got a hand to it, but it's still, uh, yeah, still that... crept inside the post. Uh, the Broadmarsh Centre, I, I spent many, many, many hours in the Broadmarsh Centre as a, as a young lad because my... Uh, my mum worked in Nottingham, so it was yeah. it was pretty pretty desperate <laughs> way back then, and I, I gather it only got worse over the years. Okay, Evelina, your second question. Yeah, before uh, that, so, I want to say that I'm so delighted that Piers is reading my stories. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, this is a fill in the blank question in the in the headline. Can you fill in the blank in the headline? So, the headline is Real Estate 2022 blank not reduced 
Real estate, 2022, blank, not reduced. What goes in the blank? Um, size? Uh, it is not size. Piers, would you have got this one if it was been your question? Oh, um, just because I know our subs, it's going to be an R, isn't it? It's definitely... Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is an R. Rejuvenated? Uh, reconfigured. Oh. These, are the, these are the findings of, of a survey on the future of the office by the law firm Fladgate. Uh, Piers, your second question. Private blank sets up shop at Tower Bridge revamp. Private blank sets up shop at Tower Bridge revamp. All I've got in my head is dancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not private dancer. It's not private Benjamin. Oh, but that would be good, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, it's private university. There's no there's no bonus point, but sorry, Evelina, would would you have got that one? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. I can't oh. remember this headline. I, I was too. I was I was gonna say it as well. It was gonna be my, <laughs> my third or fourth guess. That's uh, yeah, BPP which specializes in legal and accounting services. So it's still all to play for. So Evelina. This mm -hmm. is from the diary page, and on the diary page questions, I've given you multiple choice this, this week. So, which festive street name adds the most to property values in the UK, according uh, to the fine people at heatingforce.co.uk, who should surely know these things? Is it A, Tinsel, B, Frosty, or C, Toy? I'll say it's A. It is not a uh, Piers. Which one would you have gone for? It's toy. It is toy. He doesn't get a point, so it is oh, still oh. locked at one one. Do Piers, I get a toy? This... Hmm? Do I get a toy? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah. See, I'll see what I can send your way. Uh, Piers, <laughs> your final question to claim victory. Okay. Thanks to data from St Modwin Homes, we know how much more time Santa will have to spend in the UK this year thanks to new homes built in 2021. But is it A, 20 seconds, B, a minute and a half, or C, 15 minutes? I think it's about a minute and a half. I'm gonna oh my B. goodness, he's done it. He's got it right and he's claimed victory. But everything yeah! was such a strong start and you would have got Piers' question if the questions had fallen the right way. So it's, it's an excellent performance all round. Uh, did you enjoy the? Did you enjoy your first quiz, both of you? Yeah, I did. It's like a baptism of fire. I just remembered I have done a quiz before. Oh, you I have. have. Done a quiz. Oh, there I you have. Go. He it's was a complete lie. He I've was seen bluffing it was you. Cheating. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, no, because I remember the rush as soon as it started. I, I, I remember the sudden rush. So, Evelina, now you know the format. So next time you will you will smash it all in the manner that you did that very first question. Um, <laughs> OK, thank you uh, to you both. It's been great uh, chatting with you and uh, I'm sure we will do this again very soon. Uh, to everyone at home, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.